0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel.
1: It's your boy, Double H.
0: We record the podcast every Tuesday Remember to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the, you know, the little rap thing that they do at the end of the year. I wasn't Which... expecting the stats to be like nice or whatever, but like it was cool. So shout out to Spotify, except oh, for like
1: Spotify, the whole stats thing. Okay, all Yeah, right.
0: except for like, you know, the sneaky stuff that Daniel Eck is up to with like Spotify money. Let's not get into that.
1: Hmm.
0: Maybe that that is definitely for an extra. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how I feel about being on that platform in its totality, but you know. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, it's free. Leave us a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. We did get one from the homie Asad19. Hopefully, I'm not pronouncing your name wrong. Um, It says, Champions League show, question mark. Hey, guys, love the show. I've been listening since the 2018 World Cup. Hmm. I'm writing this review because I was watching this week's Champions League, and I couldn't help but wonder if it would be possible to do the show on Thursdays for week's Champions League is on, so we could get instant reaction instead of mixing it with domestic news the following week. Anyways, love the show and tell HH don't get big-headed since FAB shouted you out.
1: Who's oh, FAB? Uh... Who's, who's FAB? Fab. Fabrizio Romano. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I was
0: like, Fabulous? The rapper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blessed love. Thank you for the review. <sighs> I mean, I hate to say no, but the schedules are already so crazy Yeah, man. This, that this a Thursday man, show man. on top of a Tuesday show, like, unless we were making, like, a lot of money to where this thing was paying for itself and every Well, it kind of is, thanks to the Patriots, but mm. to where, like, this was our job job, then, of course, then that would have already been happening. But H.H.'s job job is the football hut. I have other stuff to do, so... Mm.
1: Like, no, even, it's, 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 it'll be, no, I mean, no, cause that would be great. That'd be ideal. It'd be a fantastic idea, but. A Champions League thing just dedicated, but it's bought money. It's, uh, it'd be way too hard, man. Way too hard.
0: Yeah. So it's a good idea. We'll keep it in reserve in the event that, you know, we find more time in, in the next year or two or however many, but for now it's like, we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the schedule. Chelsea lost, bro.
1: Yeah um it might be over bro it might be over in december it's over yeah because now chelsea you now have to now play catch up against guys who you know can get 95 plus points so obviously like you see mathematically it's not over psychologically it could be over oh mathematically yes yeah, it's, it's not the boss mentally it's like okay liverpool and city they're now smelt the blood they're now like boom let's now zero in focus and the fact that they know it, they can get 95-plus points. So, for Chelsea, and in this Chelsea team, Chaloba out, um, Chilwell out, Lukaku still trying to get back. I can see a lot more points being dropped. So, it could, it could get a lot more difficult, bro. So Do we need to have
0: a conversation about Lukaku? Or does the injury kind of give him a pass? Even Tuchel was on the kind of... He wasn't ready to go, but we needed to play another tall player because Kai Mm. was out. If Tuchel's giving him a pass, I think the timeline should give him a pass as well. (laughs) But I don't know. It it might be worth the conversation.
1: I mean, no, for me, I... Look, I still feel that he's... How many goals does he have? Three, three, three goals. So the thing is, has he been... Now, he has more goals than Kane and Messi. So that's that's, that's one thing. But... (laughs) Has like, has he been that Inter Milan low calco? He hasn't been. No. So even when before his injury and so forth, he's not really hit the ground running in the way that he did for Inter Milan. And it's like so. So sort of like it's it's hard to know what's to on because at one hand he can be like, all right, look, man, the guy's injured. Yep, We've got to chill and so forth. But at the same time, is before his injury, is the team playing for him because Conte? Created the team to suit his strengths and not magnify his weaknesses. So it was that's made it from and you say to yourself that, okay, what's really made that inter team work was Lukaku and Martinez, who had the best partnership in Europe last last season. Who is the lateral Martinez for this Chelsea team? I have no idea. I have mm-hmm. no, no idea. Because it, it shows it be <laughs> <Like> it's to Mavena, bro. It in that dude. So no, there
0: isn't one. The closest you might get to it is maybe Callum, but that's not good enough if you're looking at that role because Martinez is an actual striker. Callum would just be like a kind of quick winger to get in behind.
1: I don't know, man. That's an issue, man. Because
0: even, issue. even when, when Kante wasn't with Spurs and they were, you know, how managers do like the punditry stuff for a while. Yeah. I, for, I forget which game it was, but he was like, he's uh, Kante said Tuchel isn't using Lukaku correctly. Now, how Conte would use him, I suppose it would just be what we saw at Inter for two seasons. But I don't know if Tuchel's willing to play, what five three two, when the best results this season have come with five two three or three four three, whatever you want to call it. And there's a lot of wingers at the club: Callum hudson doy, there's Pulisic, there's Ziesh. Mount plays out there. Havertz can kind of play out there. Like Havertz can play on the wing centrally. but there's a lot of players who can have the ability to play in wide areas. So if you're Tuchel, are you, do you really want to use a two striker system when the second best striker in the club is Werner? Perhaps if you're Tuchel, but if you're us, like, come on. Bro. No. <laughs> this is a bad question. It's a funny question, but it's a bad question. <laughs> Was Mendy's performance on Sunday him getting ready for AFCON next month?
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> ah, that's
0: that's from, from Jax365. Um, he, he also puts, is Fenway Sports Group noted cheapness in baseball with the Boston Red Sox coming to Liverpool, especially with Mo Salah asking for more significant wage and Liverpool dragging their feet? So, how much do you blame Mendy for the performance? And should Liverpool pay Salah? Uh, the second question is quite obvious. But how much are you blaming Mendy for that one? The first goal, it's like 50-50, him and Jorginho, they could have done
1: uh, it No, no, no. For, for me, I think that, look, that's first goal. Jo- Jorginho puts him in a position he should not have been in. Now, when you're there, just kick, kick the ball out. Yeah, We would have never been in that position if Jorginho didn't make that dumb pass. The Two last weeks game.
0: in a row. Two weeks in a row. This Jorginho guy.
1: No, no the, 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 the the touch against
0: United trash. that set up Sancho. He assisted him basically.
1: He's trash. He's trash. He's trash. And <laughs> the the third one is his fault. Like again, like Mendel. that? Like that's totally his fault. Do you know?
0: I think the second one's worse than the third one. How? Because the the third one, it's deflected off the bottom of Loftus Cheeks. No,
1: foot. no, no, no. Don't don't do that. Don't do.
0: No, that. no, no, no. So if 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 you look at the ball, it's Mendy's thinking. Musak, he's he's crossing it. And the shape of the ball, if it were a shot and if it were a cross, it would still have that kind of line or that angle. But because it deflects off the bottom of Loftus-Cheek's foot, the ball ends up going straight. It never gets into its bend. So Mendy just assumed the ball is coming, but it will bend. But the deflection meant it went straight.
1: No, 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 the
0: ball. Mendy's biggest mistake is that he should have just let the ball go in and looked confused. But no. what he did was his, his 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 instincts took over once he saw that, oh, snap, the ball's not curving. And he threw himself and he touched it. And for me, him even touching it based off that deflection, that's like crazy athletic. He just didn't get enough to keep it out. But if he would have just done what De Gea would have done or somebody like that, where they just stare at the ball and just look confused, then people would have looked at Loftus' cheek and been like, yo, did you touch it? The, but the the second one, I felt like it's it's a it's a problem with a keeper that's maybe that tall and that big. Like, how do you get down to a shot that quick? So that's no, just... no, no, no. for that, me. That, I that s- just comes I s- with
1: through, it. Uh, the thing with the third shot is um, your it's your pos- your, your positioning, deflection or no, do deflection. If your positioning is better, you say mm-hmm. that? because like even with the def- deflection, it wasn't a it wasn't a crazy deflection that just completely off rooted you. So it did, though it did like he no, hit. No, no, okay, no, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Like, he, he was so confident that it was going
0: to be a cross that he didn't even take into account my near post is,
1: yeah, is open. no, no, no. Because my thing is, I like it. You've seen deflected goals where it completely sends the keeper the wrong way, where yeah. the keeper is going one way and that deflection just totally aggressively changes the direction, mm. it didn't aggressively change direction. So, the deflection. Did not was not that much of a big deal. Like it's, it's really bad. It's
0: bad. It's just not as bad as the timelines say. All right. Um, no,
1: no no, no, and... no, no, but no, but no. Look, it's every top keeper has had one bad, and it, and it happens. Like bro, the guy's been amazing, and everything. So yeah. he just it was just it was a bad mistake. But look, all, it was all, a bad mistake that led all, to a winning goal. So it is
0: what it is. All three goals, you could say he could have done better, and that's maybe the first game that that's happened. So give him a pass on that one. Well, maybe I give him a pass, but just be like, "Come on, bro." Should Liverpool pay Salah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, one hundred percent. Do you know who they really should pay? Well, who? Origi. And uh, no. Do, do, do you know the agenda I would have if he was at Chelsea and he scored all of these goals in Champions Leagues and end of games and oh, the agenda look- would be so crazy. Our agenda. Let me not say mine. Our Origi agenda would be 10 times worse than the one I had for Batchelor Y. Because this no, guy's no, but, actually no, putting but, but in...
1: my thing, No, but but the thing is that is, like, is this what Tori Andrew Flo used to do? Is what Soaksha used to do? Like, in football, you don't pay Super sub. Now, you could be thankful and everything, but if Origi asks oh If you don't give me the money, I'll leave Liverpool. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> this, is, this is fine. But Origi knows that. Uh, you know what? You don't think if you gave him 90 minutes, he'd get, like,
0: his fair share of goals? If you he, if he can score mm. on 15, surely you can score over 90.
1: That's not how football works. That's not how football works. Because <laughs> I knew the, you were
0: going to say that.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. P- people said the same thing about and Riflo But when he started, he just didn't score as many goals as off the bench. So there's some of those players who... And it's, it's, just, it's just a weird football thing where... Because what's it called? They didn't used to start him. And he just didn't play well when they used to start him. There are just some players who... They are better off the bench. Like if you're Origi, you don't want that. 'Cause I do believe that any striker wants to be a starter and a starting striker. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure for he's like, bro, like I don't want to be a super sub, but I want to be a starting striker. But then Liverpool fans tell me that he's pretty chill. And he's like, hey man, he's 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 cool with the kind of role and everything else. But I just still feel that if you're any striker, especially if you're as talented as he is, you want to go to a club that sees you as a as a starter. So but then what clubs have come in for him? That, that oh, that's the issue, you know.
0: Would you Smart. rather Would you rather be on a successful team and play 30 minutes a game or be on a terrible team and play all the games, all minutes? Depending on your temperament and how you see yourself, you could think, I like winning more than perhaps I like struggling in some Norwich or some club like that where, yeah, I'm going to play, but... I don't want to be in the championship or be have that be an option or maybe I don't want to move to a different country. I don't know. He seems like a player that could go to like Wolfsburg or one of those types of clubs and just, oh, Schalke, he's a legend or one of those cult players there. But Mm -hmm. being at Liverpool is probably not the worst place. He's won leagues, Champions Leagues. He's been very important. So if you're going to pay somebody, pay him. I, I can't speak to Fenway Sports Group cheapness. I don't know enough about Fenway Sports Group and baseball and all that to know about Red Sox. From from what I know about the Red Sox, they pay people, don't they? I mean, this is a rhetorical question. I don't mm. think half-hope has an answer for baseball. Mm, no, I don't. Who knows? Manchester City, they beat Watford. We're kind of going through the, the champions here. So Liverpool rescued two points from one. Chelsea lost. And Manchester City, they look... If I had to put money on it right now, even though I picked Chelsea to win the league, which is probably like a curse, but maybe I shouldn't have. I put it I put my money on City. They have the experience, it seems like they're heating up at the right time. And there's a transfer window to come. And if they really feel like it, they might be able to pull Kane for like thirty million less than what they could have in in, in January. January. What do you think?
1: No. How are you getting a guy who's who has one of the worst conversion rates in Europe? That's the point. Like he's so bad that maybe Spurs maybe you if you put 100 million mil on the table, you don't
0: think Spurs would think about it? No. Do you know
1: who Daniel Levy is? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Levy was <is> like, no. <laughs> Levy's not a football guy, he's a businessman. Yes. And he's like, I want like he's not here about football. So he's not, he doesn't know about football. No, I'm like, I am gonna get precisely the price for this guy and more if possible. So hundred mil now, like Livy will not budge <laughs> with hundred mil. No, no, no chance. I'm just saying, so if it, was, if
0: oh. if this was my FIFA save, and Harry Kane was performing like he was or like he is for Spurs, and I'm you know the sporting director of Manchester City or the coach, however, when the January transfer window opens, I'm putting in my bid, and let's just you know ruffle some feathers and see what happens. I think A1 and I talked about Sterling the other week, and I say that to say, even though Sterling is playing very well. Bernardo Silva. Was yeah. it was it last season or the season before where he was like not
1: good? Last season.
0: It was like yeah, it was last season. Yeah. It's this weird thing with City where like they have so many decent players, one of them will always be hot. Whether it's Mares, whether it's Sterling, whether it's Silva, whether it's De Bruyne who's been out, I don't know how he gets back in the team. I mean, the only one who hasn't had a spell and it's been soon that's since he's been there is Grealish but maybe next season or the season after will be his time. To yeah, just be maybe, hot. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about Pep. but it's like, you can't have two or three hot at the same time or maybe three at the same time, but like all, there's always going to be one guy. And right now it's Silva and Sterling is like right there. But again, like if they, if they had a striker, like a certified gunman type striker, mm. then that would be, that would be quite dangerous for Europe. And, in the Premier League, because J- Jesus isn't that like he's good, like he'll start at the World Cup and all but, that. But, but, but he's but, not but, a gunman. He's but, not like thirty goals, thirty, lie 30
1: lie games. The, you know, yeah, you can't rely on the, on a Jesus man. So.
0: Um, the
1: Ragnik era has started.
0: Are, are we living in a Fred film? Have hope.
1: You mean by a Fred film?
0: If this was an alternative reality, and you could kind of like like a Truman Show kind of deal, would the main character be Fred? Because it feels know. that way. Every time I watch United, it's like <laughs> he'll, he'll give a penalty. Then he got an assist last, uh, in the week. This week he scored a goal. Like he's always getting red cards or this and that. It, it just seems like whenever you watch Manchester United, which is the biggest team in England, so the most interesting or compelling player is Fred. People don't even want him in the team, but he's like, he's useful. You know how you have useful bricks.
1: No, look, basically. He's like
0: Alonso. He's Manchester United's Alonso.
1: No, no, he's not. Oh, no, I, you're 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 mad. You're mad. Alonso is trash. The guy's got a trash. Like basically, <laughs> Fre- Fred was a girl. No no Fred was. I mean, I mean, don't see they compare Fred and Alonso. Don't, do, don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that.
0: I'm just saying, like, just somebody who's like, I don't why no, are no, you no, here? No, but no. then like, oh, okay, I get it, kind
1: of. No, 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 no. No, basically. See. see, Fred. Was bad before. This guy was bad, and as bad said like "Wait, is this guy Brazilian? Like, or did he, did, did he mix up his, his passports or something?" He's gotten better, and you're now seeing him. That okay, this is what he is. Mm-hmm. He's not this, but this is what he is. So he's he's one of those guys where you need him in in the team based on his work rates, how he can recover the the ball, how he can just sort of help and assist in attack, and just his end to end contribution on the field. So he's one of those. He's one of those guys that you need who you now complement with a more flair um, midfielder and so forth, like a Modric or so forth. But he's definitely a guy where no, you need, you need one of those that can just do all things and can cover all space in the pitch and can hustle, basically like a Casemiro or like back in the day Dunga with Brazil. Wow, one of those those guys. So yeah, like I a mean, saying, oh No, no, bro, Fred isn't actually. He's he's putting in work. He's putting in work. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like don't don't compare him with with Alonso. No no said? no. That,
1: that, so
0: nice. when you say combining with a flair player, mm. are we saying Fred is at a level where maybe him and Pogba
1: could work? Oh yeah. But you need you need you need the you need the right. I mean basically an ideal midfield for um, United would be Fred, someone like a Tony Cruz, and then a Pogba. United don't have a pure central midfielder, as in I can keep possession, high pass completion, which don't freeze off pop. Because basically, that's the perfect midfielder, which is Real Madrid and Barcelona. So you have the Busquets role, the Casemiro role. You have the Javier role, the Cruz role. Then you have the Modric role and the Iniesta role. So you have a walk rate. I recover the ball. I can cover every everything along the pitch. Then you have the guy who keeps possession of the ball, metronome. Then you have the guy who now con- connects the attack and the midfield. Those are, if you have those three roles, your midfield can can, can do something. Hmm. So well, basically, it's like if Chelsea Chelsea's key midfield is Kante, Kovacic, and Loses Cheek. So Loses Cheek is suffering because Loses Cheek needs to be in a, in a three. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a two, you've got to be a CM and you've got to have the discipline to be a CM. But if you're in a three, then you can have that attacking mid, 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 midfielder and it can now be freed up to now be a lot more attacking and not take more risks with the ball because you have that foundation of the, of the two. So.
0: Is his is Ragnick's formation going to be four-triple-two? Tell us, Maguire, Lindelof, Dalot. So that's the back four. And then there's three lines of two. So Fred McTominay in the double pivot, Sancho Fernandez behind the forwards, and then a forward line of Rashford and Ronaldo. I think Tukul was doing that with PSG. Maybe it could be something. Um, We got a question. So let's ask the question from Suleiman. It's Suli, 2997-1563. Do you really need all those numbers, my bro? Anyway, when will football clubs ever learn that managers need more qualifications than just being a former player and or legend? I personally believe that Zidane is an anomaly and Xavi will probably turn out worse than Ole. Shout (laughs)
1: out to my guys, Man, man. Shut up, bro.
0: What's up? What's up? You can see my connective tissue here. Um, Barcelona lost to Betis at home. I did not watch the game. I did not see the highlights, but I will make the educated guess that my friend watched this game or at least knows about it more than me. So what happened? Is this a case like Suleiman said of just hey let's put in a legend and hopefully something good will happen?
1: Look, this is the thing. I said this. <laughs> Whatever when Apple starts,
0: dance. with look, here's my thing. It's gonna be bad. But yeah, no, no, I look,
1: man. <laughs> here's the thing. Like I said to Barcelona no, no, man, don't fall into the Lampard, soakshare trap. Oh, there was this dude called I think it's Gallardo who is the River Place manager. You had uncle ernie who was available who should have never sucked in the, in the first place
0: i feel bad for him
1: in this situation you're in you need an experienced hand this idea of we're gonna get see, <laughs> so this is what people need to understand you can count on one hand the amounts of amazing players who are amazing managers the only ones i know of as an amazing players iconic players are cruyff and zedan and beckenbauer so we got three. that's it Gordiola wasn't an amazing player. He was I He wasn't amazing
0: player. He was good. He was good.
1: Yeah, like, No,
0: he wasn't world class. No, well, he might
1: have had world class seasons. From, was, a from poor what man's... I've
0: heard, he might have had world class seasons, yeah. but I don't know if you'd say he was top five in his position for a decade, Basically, Gordiola.
1: Basically, Gordiola was a poor man's version of Busquets. That's that's what he was like. <laughs> I used to watch him. No, He was good, but he was a he was a worse version of what Busquets was. A much better version of what he used to to do. So. Management is a skill in and of itself that has nothing to do with what you wear as a player. How good was
0: Clough? You talking? I'll look up Clough.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. But no, basically, so like, look. As I said again, like Charlie, thing is, he's uh, the the guy. I'm the guy. I, I, I doubt (laughs) the guy's going to walk. Man, to be honest, man, you know. So keeping it. Okay. So
0: Brian Clough, in 213 games for Middlesbrough, he scored 197 goals. In 61 games for Sunderland, he scored 54 goals. So before having an injury, in 247 games, he scored 251 goals. That is an insane record. So I don't know what they were doing in 1955 through 1964, a time period which we will get to later in the show. But that's pretty good. And then, you know, he was one of the best managers. I think he won two European Cups. I think the only thing he didn't win was the FA Cup. Should have been England manager, all that stuff. So maybe you could throw him in there. But he's not like, he's an English legend, perhaps more than like a football legend. But still, 251 and 274, that's good. I watched the documentary one time. I'll try to find the link. But we don't have hope for Xavi, ironically
1: um look i'll say again no one like no one talks about cloth as a player man like with all due respect no one is
0: he got injured he only played 200 yeah, games, yeah, two, I, 300 I games i don't
1: i yeah. don't care i don't care no one is talking about cloth as a, as a like, <laughs> you're, not, you're not you're not you're not you're not comparing cloth to because it's the 50s I think, yeah, yeah the 50s. i don't care i don't, I don't he was care.
0: playing against all white people no but look I racially segregated football doesn't count Yeah,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> look for javi bro good luck to him I wish him all the best, but if I was advising Barça, which I did beforehand, I said that this was a bad hire because you can't you can't roll with vibes and sentiment. It's you can't roll with a sentimental hire for something as important as the Barça manager in this post-Messi era, man. So, so it's all, it's all messed up, man.
0: I want to know what you think about my theory. If you look at Partey at Arsenal, Griezmann at Barcelona, and who's the third player? Saul at Chelsea. Is there a strong argument to be made that you shouldn't buy players from Atletico Madrid? Because there, we have three good examples of duds so far. Even Partey said, I think I've been a four out of 10. I saw that clip today. I was like, you know, that's honest. Mm. And I saw people in the comments, nah, he's been a one or a two. Like, yeah, come on. Like, he's not going to say he's a one or a two. But so we have three examples. I think Partey is a bit too soon. We'll see. But Saul and Griezmann, we already know that one. So do you think there's a certain thing that Simeone does with players that they kind of work in the system
1: and maybe it makes them look better than they are? Yeah, I mean, look, it's like you can say the same thing for Ajax. How good has hmm. ZH been? How good has Frank De Jong been? And those guys play in a very systematic Did, did you say Van de Beek? Way. I didn't say Van de Beek because we don't have enough of a sample size size. enough times Uh so again for Van Der Beek, i can't include him because we we, we, he's not played enough but the other three you, you definitely can say so yeah if you play in a very distinct system again um why hasn't bernardo silva really been that great for portugal maybe because he flourishes so much under this system. As good as Sterling has been for England, Sterling at its very best has been under Pep. So, if you play within systems, and again, this goes to show that, you know, when I was growing up, it was about individuals and superstars. Now it's much more about the managers and the systems now. So, yeah, man. Um, if, but here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Griezmann would be this bad, would be that bad for Barca. <laughs> and it, and it's it's and it still made makes sense. I said to to Ford that why are Chelsea getting Saul? This dude has not been relevant since 2016. Literally. And this guy was literally warming the bench. Why, why are Chelsea getting Saul? But it's oh, all all that move has done is
0: exposed his daughter's last name or first name, rather. Oh that's well, all Af- it's done. Oh, so his, his African niggas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's done. He hasn't done anything like the last game he played. Didn't he get hooked at halftime?
1: Spro look, I mean, it's, it's
0: oh, it, was, it was Watford. It was Watford because I saw people saying it was almost as bad as Bakayoko's Watford game, which nothing can be that bad. Um, so yeah, Atlético Madrid lost to Mallorca 2 1. Um, do I have to pretend like I know anything about Mallorca? I don't, okay.
1: The well, Samuel Etos That's, that's where they, they signed Eto from. That's, <laughs> that's what
0: Vinny. I was about to say. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 all I got. Um I am Raheel One says Vinicius Jr. That is the question. So somebody wants us to talk about Vinny. If this is final form Vinny, I'm very excited. Because yeah. I'm seeing samba, I'm seeing finishing that wasn't there, I'm seeing There's no more, he's playing against us from Benzema. There's no more, like I told you last season and the season before, one of my favorite things to do was to watch Vinny make mistakes and then immediately look at Benzema and Modric because their emotions were like, I'm used to playing with Cristiano, with Bale, with Mm. Ozil, with, uh, who am I missing? Di Maria. I'm used to playing with like top players. And this Brazilian kid, he's not there yet. But I'm not seeing any of those reactions anymore. If anything, I'm seeing like, oh, okay, like Benzema knows where to go when Vinny gets the ball. Like the goal he scored in the week where he like chested it, yeah, and then
1: he dropped the shoulder and just against them, Sevilla against yes, him.
0: yes, yes, great goal. And the one he scored this week was pretty good, or just a, uh, a few days ago. I think he has ten goals on the season. I think that should be his target every season. So that he's here in December is fantastic. I don't expect him to score, you know, one in two every game. I don't yeah. think that's realistic. However, if you can get me 10 to 15 goals a season, really one in three with a few assists in there, if he's 21 years old now, I mean, we forecast for the next decade, if you can give me like 100 goals and 100 assists, I feel like he'd be maybe not a Madrid legend, but certainly someone the club thought had a great period there. Because there's just so many legends for Real Madrid. You can't be one. It's very difficult. But yeah, if this is the final form and it's not just, I don't know, a purple patch, so to speak, but this is a long purple patch if it is one. I mean, he's been doing this since, what, August? Uh, form doesn't last August, September, October, November, five months. It's a long time.
1: No, Vinny, the, the guy's been, the guy's been balling, man. And again, look, I said it. Said like when he was bad, it was bad. I say look, it was bad, but... You forget how young the guy is, 20, 21. You just totally forget how young the, 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 the guy is, man. Mm. And my thing is that you look at La Liga right now, man. I think it's looking like Real are going to dominate for the decade because Atleti can't be trusted. Baths are going to need like three or four years to revitalize. If Real now gets Mbappe in the summer, bruh, like Mbappe, Vinny, Benzema,
0: of Mbappe, Vinny, Kamavinga. Mm. Those three where you have winger, striker, central midfielder, you can build around those three.
1: And also, Real are looking a little bit pro <laughs> melanin. <laughs> pro Melanin, man. Right? I was about to say, like, God geez, man, this is this team. Because I think,
0: Have you noticed? No, 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 no just oh, finish, finish, finish. Sorry.
1: No, no, cause because I think people used to say that, oh no, Real don't buy black players or they don't mm-hmm. look black players and so forth. I'm gonna say,
0: oh, is this true? Yes. Well, now Mindy, as, like, well. Mindy like as well, Fer- the guys Fer- that are like coming Mindy
1: as so. well.
0: Furlong Mindy as well. Throw him in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, look, I don't know if you noticed when Vinny was playing poorly, but did you see what was on top of his head? He what? he had his hair fried. Oh, <laughs> once he's gone natural, he's been balling. Yeah, <laughs> the power's in my hand. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> Shout out, Push i I'll have to cut that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least did. <laughs> uh, speaking of more young players, from Emmanuel KCJ, what does it seem criminal to criticize referees when managers and players are subject to criticism every day? Talk about Bellingham and the criminal investigation started by DFB for defamation
1: against Felix Weger. Hopefully I'm pronouncing the surname correctly. The guy that just sent the question. I Obviously, we can't ask him, but I wish I could ask him that. Do you know that the guy, the referee was talking about took a bribe in 2005? I was just about years. to say, I was watching ESPN
0: years. FC and they went through like the story about he was in Division Two, and he took a bribe. So if a guy's taken a bribe before, and this is public record and he's been sanctioned, etc., am I not within my right to be like, bro, he should have given us a penalty. He didn't. They got a penalty that looked weird. We lost the game by a goal that maybe the game could have been a draw. We're trying to win the league, blah, blah, blah. I don't think no, 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 Bellingham no. is with. it's it beyond his right to question whether or not the dude's on the up and up.
1: No, 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 no. Basically, put it this way. If he said that just about any other referee, you should get punished for it because mm. you're a public figure and you're bringing the game into disrepute and you have no right to assume that some referee has taken a bribe when there's no history of it. Once there is history of that, who cares how long ago... The moment it's like sexual of, offender. Once you commit a um, sexual offence or something, you have to register as a sexual offender. That never goes away. <laughs> so for the rest of your life, you are a sexual... You, oh, no, I did it 20 years ago. It doesn't matter. You are always a sexual <laughs> of, offender for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, I, should a life of like, I should have laughed. I should have laughed. So I'm living on the same street as a sexual offender. Now nah, I'm moving. I, don't I was see. see
0: I thought about murder. I was like, okay, if you kill somebody and you go to jail, and then somebody mysteriously kind of ends up dead around you, am I wrong to be like, hey, yo, did the murderer no, murder? Of course. Like, not. did he do it? Like, is is that because I know it's in his nature? No, like, did he do it? No, like, maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't. It. It's yeah, just like, like
1: foul so the fact is that it is within your character mm-hmm. for you to take a bribe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once you've done it, stamina mean it's within your character Now, I don't believe that. I just I don't believe that he did. But you can question a referee who has no history of it. It's said, man. This guy, he's match fixing. Like, hey, then on, it's bro. like, whoa!
0: Like, don't say that. Because yeah, you know, like basically,
1: it. when Mourinho used to sort of say, "If I speak and all that kind of stuff," like look Mourinho. You, you like you can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? Really he got charged. he got and...
0: charged for bringing the game into
1: disrepute. You know, like... Basically, put it put it this way: it's like 0-9 Oh. I'd, bro, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, you no. Did, you you, really don't have to go here. Yeah, no, no, but I, I'd be like, no, no, the referee was boss. This is theft. And I do believe it was theft. Now, I can be punished for it, but I still mm-hmm. believe it was theft. But I would accept and understand the punishment. I don't understand this punishment for Jude Bellingham because it's like, guys, sorry, let's speak with the facts. This guy took took a took bribe. Because if, if I was defending Jude Bellingham as a lawyer, I was like, slap on the wrist. You can't really say that because you have no evidence to prove, but you can't punish my clients because my client has real grounds to to at least su- 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 suspect some funny stuff because this guy has a history of taking a bribe. So the moment he's taking the bribe, you can always question him And I said to the guys that, bro, in a game of... Because I know this referee. I don't know what game it was. There's one Bundesliga game where he just completely messed up. And he just lost control of the game. And he... He just didn't know what he was doing, and the players were angry. So I knew that he already messed up before. Bro, in my view, a game of this magnitude with so much writing on writing, before the game was played, there was one point between them. You can't. You, this referee should never be involved in this kind of game, ever. And it doesn't matter whether you, the fact that you took a bribe, this game of this magnitude, he should never be in there. And of this magnitude, you just seem that surely he can't be the, the um, number one German ref, referee, <laughs> So the number one German referee should always ref- referee Bayern Dortmund. Both games. Always. <laughs> so,
0: In 2005, Zweiger was involved in the match-fixing scandal with was centered around Bundesliga 2 referee Heuser, who took bribes to fix several matches which he officiated. Zweiger assisted him in a match and accepted a bribe of €300 Euros to avoid critical scenes for Zwerp Taylor SV? <laughs> Vupertaler, Don't know. In January 2005, he and three other high-ranking referees informed the DFB about Heuser's match-fixing. He was subsequently banned for refereeing for six months, a suspension that was kept secret for several years until the German newspaper Die Zeit Zeit, published a secret file from the German FA. So this was – they kept it under wraps. Damn. So somebody must have been in this dude's corner. So it was released – 2014 i guess so for nine years right. now my question would be did bellingham know this before the game or did someone tell him that referee was a cheater and then he came out and said it
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, has to be, it has to be before the game because he was interviewed straight after the okay, game Okay, no and look whenever you have these big games the first thing you do is who's who's the ref like
0: check check on the referee.
1: like what's it called whenever people say oh um, Anthony Taylor or this guy blah blah. Oh, um, what's what's the name of the game? Mike Dean. Oh no, this guy blah blah. Is like I think I don't know whether it's Tottenham or Arsenal who hates Mike Mike Dean. It's one of them who hates Mike Dean. So you always check who the, who the ref is. It's oh. it's
0: Arsenal. Arsenal is the one that doesn't like Mike. Oh, okay, Dean. Yeah, there we go. Because, because
1: when Ta- Ta-
0: Tottenham scored a goal when he played a great advantage, and yeah, because yeah, yeah. he played an advantage when he necessarily didn't have to, he kind of. It looked like he celebrated the goal, but really he was like, "Yes, I did very good in that advantage, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I let yeah, the play yeah, go." Yeah. But then people say, "Oh no, he's rooting for Spurs." <laughs> but I saw him in the crowd in like yeah, a lower league game. I think it was Tramia Rovers. Yeah, and that's the team he actually supports. Yeah. And he was going yeah. nuts. So, and um, I,
1: you know, you know what? Yeah. In my view, a referee shouldn't be a football fan. Because, <laughs> because what he wants is a guy who is coming to this in the most objective, Neutral. emotionless yeah. manner possible. Because once you support a team, once you're a football fan, something in you might lean towards a team for whatever reason or so forth. Because mm. you're into the football thing. You want a guy who has no interest in football, doesn't watch football at all. So he's just coming here just to do a job of this is a foul, this is a foul, boom, 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 out. And I have no, I have no emotions because I'm not even into the sport. So. Do you,
0: do you think a football commentator should have no allegiance? So I know I, I see people complain all the time that you know Martin Tyler he's a Chelsea he's a Chelsea I don't know who he supports but people mm-hmm. think he supports United they think he supports Arsenal they think he supports Chelsea I think John Motson came out last year after he retired and said look guys I was I was a Chelsea fan but I couldn't tell you do you think commentators should be neutral or do you think that I mean, adds
1: that. something to it? No, a commentator should be neutral. A co-commentator should, should have a team. <laughs> it should be fine. Yeah, because it makes it interesting. See, the, the, the co-commentator is the guy from the road. Yeah. The commentator is should be a like a football enthusiast who just has knowledge of the game and just giving you this is what it is this is what it is and, and so forth. So mm-hmm. that's the but what what is exciting is for when you're now going to the, to the world cup. Because it is always fun hearing like yeah, I think on YouTube they still have um Italy's 6 walk up run. And I think it was um yeah, Fabio Caressa and Beppe Bergomi. Bro, it is the most hilarious thing in the world because the how bass these guys are is amazing. <laughs> you know, because like during the the penalty shootouts, whenever Italy scored, they were like, Che, che and the friends was a like, goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's and then the funny thing was like when um, when um, Fabio Grosso was about to take the, the last penalty all he said was Fabio Grosso, the fifth penalty and he kept silent until he scored I said wait, you can't do that but he was so nervous they just kept silent he said no, you have to keep on commentating and so forth So, but, but see, that's just especially when you're going through the emotions of the World Cup it's good to have like your country's guy be, you know Boss with you, I'm going through the emotions, you know. So, but but, but for club football, now nah, you need a neutral guy.
0: That's almost too good of a segue to pass up. So, I won't Milan
1: to Salernitana.
0: I had to write it down phonetically oh. <laughs> <laughs> Salernitana nil. Uh, Milan are top of Serie A, I believe. Napoli dropped three points to Atalanta. Mourinho got slapped in the first half, three nil against Inter. And Juventus are slowly creeping their way up the table. So what in Serie A is intriguing you? I have four scores there, but maybe there's some other stuff. But, you know, what what stands out from Serie A?
1: It's Inter are winning it. Mm. I think Inter have the momentum. I think Inter are the best team. And super impressed with how Simone Inzaghi is doing. And Lukaku is looking a bit fun in the light.
0: Oh, because of Dzeko?
1: Dzeko, man. Dzeko. I mean, Dzeko has been um, it's been amazing. And I, for me, I feel like Milan just don't have the team yet. They don't really have the quality yet. Napoli, I would think that they really have the character and everything to go through. So this is, it's it's, it's Inter. I mean, look, it's super close, but Thank I believe you. this is going to be the top four. Roma can't get top four. This is going to be the top four. Like, Napoli, Milan, Inter and Atalanta, you know. But I would say Inter, Inter will win it. Winning, I are you counting out Juventus they're for winning? Fifth, it's all, they're top they're four. fifth,
0: no top four, so they're fifth, and I think they have... it's 34 for Atalanta. And I know Fiorentina and Juve are on 27, mm. so that's seven points with half a season left to go, plus over half a season left to go. I think Juventus will get top four. no, no
1: they will, they will, they will, they will.
0: So yeah. I think Atalanta probably will come back down, especially.
1: What's Actually, how- no, yeah, it's just yeah. I was fucking yeah. I mean, mm, yeah, I would. I hold on, hold on. You, hold know, on, you, you, hold you on. know what? You know what? I would. I'd probably take out Napoli, and put interesting. In Juve. Yeah, I'll probably take out Napoli. I, I think Napoli would drop out, and Juve will come in because remember the Osime, um injury, yeah. and and I think that Napoli will start fading as the. But see, I think
0: I think Atalanta are going to be in the Europa League.
1: Oh yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I think
0: United and Villarreal will advance from their Champions League
1: group. And
0: Atalanta will get the third spot. I mean, it could go Villarreal, Europa League, which would, you know, defend their title or whatever. And then Atalanta gets second. But if Atalanta go Europa League and they have to play extra games and on Thursday and stuff, I think that could be an advantage for Juve, who are definitely qualifying. So we'll see. When we first started the podcast, because Juventus were so dominant, mm-hmm. it was almost boring to talk about Syria unless you were like a Serie A guy or a fan. Which I, which you are, but for me anyway, in the last three, four, five years, the league has become so competitive and there's parity, at least at the top. Oh, yeah. Like You, you, you may have come down to where they're not winning the league by, you know, 10, 12, eight points or whatever it is. Like there was the, the Napoli seasons that were really close. Then there was the interseason that was close with Conte that last year it finally ended. So. And then now it's it's a free-for-all. You don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, you think Inter have the have the advantage, but Milan being top of Serie A after 16 games is kind of cool considering <laughs> they weren't even getting European football for a mm-hmm. large portion of, of the last half decade. So um loss drew against PSG. I've seen and I'm just gonna go by your your hangout I watched you know the first portion of it I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday but it was probably Saturday um the messy comments about mm. you know one goal in the league I think he's sc- he scored 3 in the Champions League but two of those were against Leipzig so he scored half of his goals this season in one g- in one game mm. yeah i kind of thought this was going to be the case. Now, oh, just, just just, just, quickly, before we even get into PSG, let's give Lance some love right quick. Sekou Fofana. I don't know how, this guy's 26, 27 years old, and he's at Lance. Now, the homie Tosin, who's like a, a, a French League connoisseur, he's like surpassed me by leaps and mm. bounds because of his switching from at Club X to PSG. I won't even say support.
1: Uh <laughs> Is it Money Night? But?
0: I can't say. I'm okay. Juju, man. I can't say right. I can't <laughs> see. um the The people who you attract, and we've talked about this before, who just, you know what? I'm dipping from this club and that club to this club. So, like, wow. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Um, but, yeah, he 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 told me, like, look, Lens play some of the best football in the league. I think they're third in goals scored. It's them, Strasbourg, and PSG are obviously number one. I think they're fifth place in the league. Like, it was never going to be easy to go to Lens and win the game. But then you think it's PSG, you have Mbappe, Messi, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he told me, look out for Fofana. He's going to have a really good game. And he scored a goal, um, played really well. Like I don't know if you saw one of the, comp, uh, the comps. He did this move on Paredes that was just nasty. Um, so I want to shout him out. I don't think he's going to stay at loss long if he keeps mm-hmm. playing like that. But um, let's just give them some credit. So PSG, it's not like they're playing bums, which was my original point that I was going to go to before I remember you guys thought Messi was going to go to France and it was just going to be like some cakewalk. It was the sixth best league in the world. Ooh, like, Messi's been in Spain since he was a teenager. The idea that you just take yourself from one league that you understand backwards, forwards, up, down, left, right, and you go to a completely different country, new language, new style of play, different types of players that you're playing against. Oh, he's just going to. It was Saturday because you came up with this formula. Oh, yeah. Goat plus... Oh, I forgot it. No, no, no.
1: Goats, go- goats plus Uber Eats times farmers equals, <laughs> equals 60 goals. <more> <laughs> <Minimal.
0: laughs> I was like, nah, they're not farmers. It's not a farmer's league.
1: No, no, Ooh. no. no. But, but my thing, I, it's all about perception. For me, I was like, oh, look, let's see what happens. But the narrative was Messi's the Goats. He's the greatest player of all time. This is a club, this is a league that everyone insults and calls a farmers league. So Ergo Messi will destroy this league. So I asked people that I need answers. And I tried to ask Jujiman, give me answers, and Jujiman said it's all Pochettino's fault. They said, Okay, how is this Petitino's Pochettino fault? and if, Danilo. If, he if, he if those like... two dudes just disappeared, yeah. Pierre G. No, no, but mind <laughs> thing is that how is it his fault when you've scored one goal in 30 shots? And you have one of the worst conversion rates in Europe, how's that Pochettino's fault? A conversion rate has nothing to do with the, the the manager that's on the player I don't know I don't know bro
0: it's it's him some dude named Kareem and Harry Kane that have like the worst
1: yeah yeah conversion
0: rates given the number of shots I was like damn man they put Kareem I don't even know who Kareem is I think he might be Nigerian looking at the last name Probably but is. we but <laughs> can't say I I, I haven't Googled him but I was like damn man like Kane and uh, Messi, you can put him there, but like, leave leave Karim alone. But 34 years old, new country, new style of play. I'm expecting more than one league goal. All right, But uh, he did get a hat-trick of assists last week, so <laughs> it's, it's not totally empty.
1: Sentence here in yeah. the bottom of the table. Sentence.
0: <laughs> they have a, a case of being, I think, the best team in the history of France. So for them to be a French football. So for them to be at the bottom of the table, that's not good for them. Oh, sure. But I think I had a question written down. So let me consult my iPhone and let me ask this question. If PSG's excuse from Black Emoji for lacking in the Champions League is that Uber Eats is too easy, how come Bayern Munich managed to do so well despite dominating the Bundesliga like a Farmers League? If indeed that's the actual legitimate excuse is that Ligue 1 is too easy. PSG don't get tested enough. Therefore, when they go to the Champions League, they suffer. Whereas there's enough competition in Bayern in Germany to where Bayern keep their their sword sharp. Mm. Do you find that argument credible? And if so, what about Germany is so different from France?
1: No, I think it's, it's how your club is run. Bayern Munich are professionals. So Bayern, whoever they are playing, they will play to the whistle. And whenever they're playing at the same time, boom, because of the culture of the club, PSG were founded in 1970. So they're an extremely oh, young chill. club. So, like, what's the call? My mom and my dad are older than PSG. <laughs> so you take know, them
0: a for take
1: away. Yeah, so, so so my thing is like PSG for them is like it's a holiday camp. So once they're ahead, they're like, oh, let's relax and chill. <laughs> so it's like it isn't a. It is not in a proper obedience club. It's a brand. Mm. So once you're a brand with Jordan and, and yeah. Nike, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it's, it's not a proper discipline football club where there are actual footballing values, which is what Bayern have. Lastly, have you seen the Pele footage? Or oh, one you posted where they were fouling him? Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Each, each week there's new evidence on Pele. So a couple weeks ago, it was the goals he scored that everybody else thought was them, but it was really Pele. Mm. Now we're seeing just the brutality that was happening against him. Mm. <laughs> I said, I said, what it? I said, it was 60% style of play, 40% racism. People were like, I think it's 90% racism. I said, like, look, I'm not going to argue with you, bro. Like, think, come on. But mm. the brutality of those tackles, I, I remember, you know. I don't know if it was me or if it was you. This was before we started the podcast. It was one of my very first times on the Hangout. Mm. So this must have been 2014, 2015. Okay, this is way before Talking Tactics. This is when Have Hope and I were first getting acquainted. Mm. And there was a conversation about Messi and Maradona. And I can't remember for the life of me. It was one of us. I feel like it's me, but you could easily say it's you too. I brought up a point that Maradona has an argument over Messi, not just because of, you know, style of playing, these kinds of things, but defenders could literally go for your legs and try to break them. Mm. That's not happening in 2015. Yeah. And you've said repeatedly, like, they had to commit homicide to get a yellow card. Yeah, yeah, So I'm trying to think, like, did you say that before I said that or did I give you maybe an idea and then you built upon it? I can't remember. Oh, no, i remember no, 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 but, but no. i remember saying it and people going like oh that's a good point but i no no, no no no! no I... like
1: that's something that because remember i used to because in nigeria they used to show us old world cup stuff mm-hmm. from the world cup likes that, that's how i knew so much about World cup because i always used to watch like these world cup films that they show in, like, in in nigeria so i always knew that bro like they used to break and hack guys like and i always knew of nineteen sixty two that, oh, yeah, what happened in the system? Oh, yeah, and Pelé got kicked out because they knew he was so good. That they said, look, we can't let this kid... If we if we let this kid play, we're going to lose. So let's just break his legs. Jesus, man. And you're allowed to do it because... So they were like, look, let's just break his legs, injure him so we have a chance to go through. So you could easily do that back in the 60s. So, and you look at Maradona. As a Maradona, bro, the guy was like a, a, a fighter. So the brutality that was there was there because players just were not. As defender as much, so you have to now go up against guys who used to hack you and break you. So Maradona perfected how to ride cha- challenges and so forth because guys were literally trying to like hack him down. So
0: yeah. If we think about like all the old school players who are like really good, how many of them are tall? How many of them were like six foot one, six two, like like kind of like a Ronaldo build? Think mm, about. It. Yeah. The, not
1: the, not, the... not too many.
0: The shorter you are, the better center of gravity you have to ride those challenges is what I'm thinking. Mm. So if somebody's really coming for you, like two foot, if it's, I don't know, somebody who, again, somebody who's built like Ronaldo, if they were playing like that back then, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's in way more of a disadvantage than somebody like maybe Messi. Because Messi's center of gravity is way lower. He's going to have better agility. And just better footwork. So maybe there's something to it. Cause I know Pele was short as well, even though, like, yeah. you know, he does bicycle kicks and headers and things. But maybe that height or just like the, the added benefit of your lower center of gravity, maybe that equaled longevity or just better. And I think that still holds true today. But some of those challenges, it was like, wait, could you imagine Neymar or Dembele or Hazard no, no or way, no way, no way. <laughs> Neymar would be. He'd be ruined because he would want to do the flips and tricks and stuff, but like they would kill him. Pe- people get mad in 2020. Like people go for him now in 2020. Imagine if it was okay. It's still not okay to do it. <laughs> it's, it's not okay to do it now, but people still do it. Back then it was fine. I didn't see any cards in that footage. It's black and white. So maybe like, you know, I couldn't see, but yeah. yeah. Bruh, like the way that they were carrying him off was like, bro, get the man a stretcher. Like they would just, (laughs) they put him over his shoulder. (laughs) It's like, what kind of medical assistance is this? It it has has a few hundred retweets. So I guess a lot of people, it was their first time seeing it. Me too. Um, Last question. Do you think on average people take better or worse shots on their weak foot or strong foot? I assume strong foot at first. Hmm. Uh, but then I thought one would only take long shots with their strong foot. Interesting. And this means like in terms of XG. So do you think on average people take better or worse shots on their weak foot? Oh, I see. I oh, think oh, people oh, probably good. take better shots <laughs> with their weaker foot because you're you think you can make it. You're you're not gonna take a thirty yard shot, like like he like he points out, that's Gowan, with your weak foot. Yeah, no. probably. No. But if you're close to goal, it's a tap in. Yeah, can't really go with my the, right; the, I'll the, go with my the,
1: left. Fo- 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 the you know, because yeah. you want to try, because you know the foot that you're strongest with, you can like okay, I can do this in any situation. You want to try and or use your weak foot when you know that's okay. I have to, and I've got the best chance of saying what's up, you know. Yeah. So,
0: um, okay, I'm out of topics. If you have anything that's been discussed on the Hangouts that you want to bring in, feel free. But I feel like we've ran the gambit, so.
1: Yeah, man, man. I think we've, 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 we've given the, the real, man. We've given the real. Indeed.
0: Look um, All right. Talking Tactics podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all uh, at Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Give us a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. Shout out to the review from earlier. Again, Champions mm. League Week um i don't there's not going to be a champions league show for the foreseeable future but who knows yeah i'm at dennis to look have hope where can people get you
1: Our football.com
0: check out our patreon page we got some cool stuff that i'm uploading over there so if you're into like the old school talking tactics you can go back and maybe get some stuff that you haven't heard or wasn't available for a long time for reasons and yeah talking tactics podcast sometimes funny sometimes serious.
1: Always for ball. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. Peace, 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 peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe.